Hello and welcome to episode 131 of the Tech Reformation, where the world of technology meets the worldview of Christianity. If you haven't heard about improvements and implementation of AI in consumer tech products recently, you clearly haven't been paying attention. Everyone from Google to Amazon to your favorite brand of cat food is employing what they call AI to improve your user experience. However, Google just released a set of principles for how they plan on employing AI in the future, which inevitably will make for some interesting conversation around worldview this week. I'm Derek Mast, and joining in on the conversation this week is our man in Japan, Ryan Tankersley. Tank, good to have you with us as always. Good to be here. And continuing his summer tech reformation tour is our favorite stodgy Presbyterian, David McCookie. Welcome, David. Thank you. So without further ado, let's get into the conversation. So on June 7, 2018, uh, Sundar Pichai uh, posted to Google's blog um, some principles for AI. Um, And uh, let me just go down through their list of principles, and then we'll get into talking about maybe why they've been uh, thinking about this stuff and and sharing it with the world. Um, But Google has obviously been uh, into putting uh, into AI for the last several years, ever since... Uh, was it like ever 20... since Gmail came out of beta? <laughs> Wait, that's. I feel like that's been really recently because it was in beta for like <laughs> eighteen years. <laughs> but Google has really been on the AI and machine learning and neural network train for a while as like the next way that we interact with computers. So uh, they wanted to put out a list of principles um, to let us know what they're thinking along those lines. So number one. What they will do with AI is be socially beneficial. Uh, Number two, avoid creating or reinforcing unfair bias. Three, be built and tested for safety. Four, be accountable to people. Five, incorporate privacy design principles. Six, uphold high standards of scientific excellence. Seven, be made available for uses that accord with these principles. And things that they're planning on not pursuing is technologies that cause or are likely to cause overall harm. Where there is a material risk of harm, we will proceed only where we believe that the benefits substantially outweigh the risks and will incorporate appropriate safety constraints. Number two, uh, weapons or other technologies whose principal purpose or implementation is to cause or directly facilitate injury to people. Three, technologies that gather or use information for surveillance violating internationally accepted norms. And four, technologies whose purpose contravenes widely accepted principles of international law and human rights. Well, that's pretty much it in the nutshell. It's a lot of words. I think but we can wrap things up now. Yeah. Uh, this has been Tech Reformation. Find us on uh, <laughs> not Instagram. Um, <laughs> Everywhere else. Everywhere but Instagram. <laughs> Baiting uh, online. <laughs> so uh, probably before we get into like some some of the details here, we should probably discuss more what is AI. Like, what is what are they actually talking about with AI? Because what we're talking about is not like humans made machine, right? Humans what? Like uh, machines that act like humans, like have oh, an cyborg. artificial. Oh, gotcha. No, no not cyborgs. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Lieutenant Commander Data? <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a Trekkie, so I could be, I don't have the context for that. 
you're giving me a very disappointing look. I, right I don't now. know what to do. I, I, I just assumed that everybody on the Tech Reformation was a Trekkie. <laughs> you, you have assumed... Not me either, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, there go all those references. <laughs> hey, I always find that making references is the most fun when people don't understand them. So this is, <laughs> this is why I cite Homestar Runner every so often when Ben's on. <laughs> Um, so what is AI? So I found an article by ZDNet um, talking about the basically... I think that's ZDNet. ZDNet. There we go. Uh, for the Australians and Canadians in our audience. Uh, is that a British thing too? Or is... Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll go with it. Um, so ZDNet, Z... that's going to mess me up. Uh, they <laughs> talk about two different forms of, of AI that we're thinking about. Uh, narrow AI and general AI. Um, narrow AI is what we generally see around us in computers today. This is quoting from ZDNet. Uh, intelligent systems that have been taught or learned how to carry out specific tasks without being explicitly programmed how to do so. So this type of machine intelligence is evident in the speech and language recognition of the Siri virtual assistant on the iPhone, in vision recognition systems on self-driving cars, in the recommendation engines like on Amazon that suggest products that you might like based on what you bought in the past. Unlike humans, these systems can only learn or be taught how to do specific tasks, which is why they're called narrow AI. There's also artificial general intelligence, uh, which is very different. General intelligence? (laughs) (laughs) Reference acknowledged. It's very different, and it is the type of adaptable intellect found in humans. So this is the uh, the data analog here. So this is a flexible form of intelligence capable of learning how to carry out vastly different tasks. Anything from haircutting to building spreadsheets or to reason about a wide variety of topics based on its accumulated experience. So this is the sort of AI more commonly seen in movies, the likes of HAL in 2001, or Skynet in The Terminator, or um, what's-his-face from The Avengers. What was the... Um, Jarvis? Not Jarvis, but... Vision? Vis- not Well, the guy who... The guy that kind of... Oh, uh, the bad became one? Vision. Yeah, the bad one. Ultron. 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 <laughs> that's the title of the movie. I don't know why we couldn't think of it. <laughs> I haven't watched it. That's the problem. Uh, but that, of course, doesn't exist today, and AI experts are fiercely divided over how soon it will become a reality. So, just to be clear... That's what they want you to think. Yeah. Just to be clear, that is not what we're talking about. We're talking about the much more narrow, uh, more uh, task-specific type of AI, where they're specifically trained, but not um, explicitly programmed how to do this stuff. So, why do you guys think that Google needs feels like they need to lay out guidelines for their AI initiatives? It's not like uh, they laid out guidelines for their Android phones way back when. Weren't they in the news recently for uh, working with the military? Wasn't that a thing and they stopped doing that? Actually, I'm not sure. That's quite possible. Yeah, they were. I remember hearing about it on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Um that would make sense then. Uh, so it must be true. <laughs> and that was, so yeah, at the end of the of Google's document, it says, we want to be clear that while we are not developing AI for the use in weapons, we will continue our work with governments and the military and many other areas. So yeah, I had a feeling whenever I read that, that it was like, yeah, that was all 
a lot of this was based off of when they worked with the military and they're like, oh no, what is Google doing with the military? Mm-hmm. And um, I think we even had, I think we even did an episode about that. Like, should should companies be allowed to work with the government, the military, maybe? So I remember, I remember saying like, I remember saying like, yeah, if it's like. Who who am I to say to a business, no, you're not allowed to make money with a customer, you know, <laughs> like just because you provide for normal consumers, you can't. So, yeah, I think we even had talked about it on a show. It looks like it's still a, uh, it's still an issue. Bloomberg has an article up from yesterday about people at Google refusing to work on certain military projects, although that tab just crashed. <laughs> Google engineers refuse to build security tool to win military contracts. And it's from Bloomberg dated yesterday. Interesting. That makes sense then. I, I didn't I actually didn't have that context, but that's good to know. Um and we'll have the link to that article down in the show notes if you wish to uh look at that yourself, dear listener. You can let Bloomberg crash your browser. <laughs> <laughs> Crashing for all. Uh this also brings to mind a um a a recent debacle with uh well um, we, i say it's a debacle but when when google's keynote announced uh google duplex and they had the um an ai basically calling uh restaurants on people's behalf pretending to be them or pretending well actually the the, the main contention was that duplex was pretending to be a human as opposed to letting them know it's a robot a lot of people had issues with uh seeing that uh, with with having robots talk to humans without letting them know that they're robots, um, so that could be a motivation here to, as well. Yeah, a lot of that was just that the robots aren't going to be very good at that, and it's going to be very frustrating to people who are not getting paid very much to do their job. Mm-hmm. And like, if they if they knew it was a human, they could kind of play the text adventure game like like we do with Siri. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just frustrating to to interact with this thing that's. that's either a really odd person or a robot and you can't tell which (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. people say that about their interactions with me all the time actually (laughs) (laughs) hey that makes sense let's take a quick break to welcome back our sponsor for this week which is missional wear your reformed theology gift shop Missional Wear prints apparel, drinkware, and accessories with beautiful artwork of historical creeds, quotes, and faces of various reformers. And they just recently added rubber stamps to their collection. Now, these are these can be just um, stamps that you can put on your books that say, from the library of, say, Derek Mast, Soli Deo Gloria, um, and really, really pretty designs, um, just accenting those words. You can have address stamps if you don't want to use stickers and you just want to have that satisfying thump of a rubber stamp addressing your envelopes. And there's just uh, normal stamps that would say Soli Deo Gloria or Resolved to Live with All My Might. Some high-quality stuff. I think you'll like them. You should go check them out at missionalware.com to get your lifestyle on mission to the glory of God. And thank you to Mission Aware for sponsoring this week of Tech Reformation. So there's a lot of stuff here that that uh, is, I would say, is probably good. But Google Google is obviously a secular company, and so there we're we're going to have di- issues of worldview um, between a, you know a Christian worldview and a very popular um, 
a very popular cultural worldview that's being held by many people today. Where do we see the differences here in, um, do we see any differences here between uh, worldview as far as different, um, the different principles go? Yeah. As I look over the, um, over the principles um, could be missing something, but generally I think um, these are all things that I want to uphold. Um, I mean, I don't want to be built and tested for safety, I guess. But, um, <laughs> you know, like if I were building AI and I was brilliant, I would want to aim for these uh, principles as well. Um, I think just how we actually act them out would be different. Um, whether that be what's socially, what's actually socially beneficial. Um, you know, I would want AI to benefit the church and to um, grow those in the church to uh, bring more people into uh to yeah to participate in bringing more people into the family of God, um, but I don't know how much Google would really uh, find that to be socially beneficial. Um, and mm. so, while all the principles I agree with, the actual what we how do we decide to um, put the principles into action? I think would differ. I also see. Uh, um, well, I had two thoughts on this. One was that this seems to reflect the. Uh, the aspect of God's law, uh, love your neighbor as yourself, fairly mm-hmm. reasonably, although with very uh, loosey-goosey language that's easily interpreted however they want to. <laughs> I'd hoped you pick up on that. <laughs> you can see the hand of a lawyer who's like, yeah, you can't say that, but uh, you can say this. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but then the other, the other, the greatest commandment that uh, Jesus talks about is, is love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so the, the thing that I, and I wouldn't expect this from Google, but the thing that I obviously don't see here is uh, don't create technologies that, or, or AI that in some way dishonor God. Uh, we don't want our, our AI uh, chatbots blaspheming or uh, uh, as, uh, as Tank was saying, downvoting churches from search results or something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Um, yeah, a lot of the, I think a lot of the worldview here is probably going to be, yeah, the devil's in the details that the lawyers say you can't talk about, right? Because um, all, all this stuff is, you're right, it's it's generally, you know, <clears throat> neighbor caring about, and um, but yeah, how we care for our neighbor is, can be different between, um, between worldviews like that. I mean, right, right in number two, you can almost turn that against the church immediately, right? Reinforcing mm-hmm. unfair bias. Mm-hmm. Let's not point people to churches in our Maps app because we don't want to reinforce bias against uh, homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, you you already see like people being upset with uh, results for abortion centers and stuff like that. Like there mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a whole thing about. Um, crisis pregnancy centers gaming the results of for for abortion clinics on mapping applications to point people towards the crisis pregnancy centers instead of taking them to abortion centers when people are looking for abortions and they're like you can't do the you you need to fix this google you need to fix this apple um so a a lot of this stuff is going to basically go with the whims of the day right um the whatever is fleetingly wise in the in the eye of man in the culture is going to be where this stuff tends to yeah and again it's it's written so i mean even even on the uh things that they won't pursue 
technologies that use information for surveillance violating sorry for surveillance violating internationally accepted norms not standards just norms like what's everybody else doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and i want to charitably assume that they that they had some good intent with this document but at mm-hmm. the same time i don't see it as really actually standing against very much and it seems more like a a way to soothe people's consciences and in their closing paragraph, uh, they're talking about AI for the long term, where they say, while this is how we're choosing to approach AI, we understand there is room for many voices in this conversation. So as AI technologies progress, we'll work with a range of stakeholders to promote thoughtful leadership in this area, drawing on scientifically rigorous and multidisciplinary approaches. And we will continue to share what we've learned to improve uh, and we will continue to share what we've learned to improve AI technologies and practices. We believe these principles are the right foundation for our company and the future development of AI. This approach is consistent with the values laid out in our original founder's letter back in 2004, which I don't actually have a link to that, but uh, we could look that up then. There we made clear our intention to take a long-term perspective, even if it means making short-term trade-offs. We said it then, and we believe it now. So uh, obviously Google is setting this up to be like, yeah, you know what, we could change our minds in the future and we're open to have having many um, many voices at the table. Uh, how many voices they're actually open to listening to? Because um, <laughs> as far as blaspheming God, I'm not sure that uh, they are going to be super <laughs> into listening to that voice. <laughs> but uh, there is um, an important role for Christians to have even, even now in technology. Um, which I'm increasingly, I'm increasingly encouraged every time. Like I, I have this little hobby of finding like Christian developers uh, in different corners of Twitter and the internet, and like just out of curiosity. And uh, um, it's always encouraging to find people in places where I would not consider it to be a Christian environment, because there's a very important role that you can have within even just you know coding or development or, or whatever, because, um, worldview can go a long way if you, uh, you know, if you employ it. So anyway, for everyone out there at Google, please, uh, keep, uh, using your biblical principles to, uh, develop AI and all that jazz. <laughs> I think, um, <clears throat> as I look at this, uh, this paragraph, um, you know, all of what, all of what Google says is generally good. I think we talked about, you know, that, I mean, they could definitely prog- and likely will proceed forward in a way that um, we're like, mm, I, I wouldn't have done that, and I wish they hadn't done that. But they probably won't make a kill bot that goes around and <laughs> kills a ton of people. So generally, like it's what we would as as good as we can get out of a secular company, perhaps. You know, um, the key word the being there but is anyway. probably. Well, yeah, kill probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair, um, but. Uh, you know, one one part that mm, I don't want to say is scary in a sense, because um, I think I, AI is good and I hope it progresses. Um, but just that last sentence, and we will continue to share what we've learned to improve AI technologies and practices. It's a very good thing, very important in the technological world, and I've greatly benefited it from it whenever I'm doing programming things. Um, but... They're making all of these guidelines and things to do, things not to do. Um, but if everything they learn, they share with the world, 
um, which again, I hope they do. Uh, it's just very true that like, you know, someone may take these seven principles and four things not to do and just completely reverse them with all of the studies that Google has done. Mm -hmm. It's like, great, we have all of your information, Google. Thank you for that. Now our four goals are make technologies <laughs> that harm people, not be socially <laughs> beneficial, you know, uh -huh. um, which we could say of really any technology, but, um, well, I mean, it's neutral. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, that's just one thing I was thinking about whenever I was seeing this. It's like, yeah, Google may not apply their research to do these things, but their research could still move forward in that arena. And so not only do we need technology that um, <clears throat> that doesn't do these things, it will be very beneficial if eventually and fairly soon we have technology that guards against these things. Um, like predator prey kind of relationship, mm -hmm. except for maybe better where the where the where the prey always wins. Since I would be the prey in this area, <laughs> <laughs> we want to make sure the prey gets to prey. Oh, very very clever. I'm sorry, that was terrible. I feel bad. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, see. I am I am one who greatly enjoys puns, so they are always welcome <laughs> on Tech Reformation. <laughs> I also, I don't know, I look at AI as a technology and it seems it's kind of a big deal in the sense that it's going to take a lot of repetitive task jobs away from people. Mm -hmm. Like That's the biggest, like, temps. They're going to have to do other things because AI are going to start uh, doing, I mean, they already are starting to do things that, that temps are doing. Mm -hmm. I don't really see this as being, like, putting AI inside of a drone that can kill people is not as much of a step forward technologically in terms of killing people as building drones that can kill people. And so as I look at this document, I'm like, well, this this is the kind of thing that we need to apply to not just AI, but all of technology. And I mean, people have been doing that for years too. It really just feels like the timing on this document, it's it's just Google saying, oh no, people are threatening to leave. Let's <laughs> Let's put something together to appease <laughs> them. And yeah. it's not it's not typically smart people that work at Google, so I'm sure they, they they're fine with it. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> I, I, I got it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does strike me as as odd that they chose AI as opposed to like specifically as opposed to any other technology because you can <laughs> see the the effects of technology play out through culture um, in the grand course of history. Like crazy. And I brought up Android phones before as, you know, kind of joking that they didn't put out Android um, guidelines when they uh, when they introduced Android or or that started becoming big. But you could say that that has influenced uh, humanity just as much, if not more, as AI is is doing now because it has so penetrated the the cultural zeitgeist. Um I think I'm using that term correctly. Am I using that term correctly? Uh, I don't speak German. Okay. Well, we're we're gonna go with it. <laughs> um, but but phones have changed our perspectives on you know how we reach people, how we talk to people. You know, now we communicate primarily through text as opposed to voice, and there's a difference in in communication there and the assumptions you can make with the with the words received. Um, all that stuff really can impact. Um, uh, a culture. And, um, so I would say like principles like these, like you were saying, David is 
super important to be thinking about with any technology that is created or improved. Um, it's not like you need to, you know, improve the spork and, you know, create a 10 point uh, set of <laughs> guidelines. To, <laughs> this is why <laughs> we will make sure to, <laughs> that we will create sporks to be beneficial for humanity. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought you were going to say a 10 point spork. I was like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's like adding an eighth, uh, an eighth razor to the, uh, to the shaving thing. Yeah. There you go. An eighth blade to the razor. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it just th- improves so much. I think there may be uh, s- slightly a difference in that, especially if we look at the spork, but um, maybe <laughs> even with with specifically like a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of what they're doing right now is, uh, well, I guess not entirely, but they're talking a lot of AI applications as a whole, mm-hmm. you know, so not... Um, we created self-driving car. These are the 10 points for the self-driving car, like we created a spork. Mm-hmm. But I guess in that analogy, we'd have to say like communication systems as a whole or handheld communication systems as a whole. Or utensils. Or utensils as a whole. Like whenever we're creating utensils, we won't create things that you could stab the fork on one side and then <laughs> accidentally do something terrible with the other side. I don't know if that's a terrible explanation, but... Uh, <laughs> It's a foot yeah, on and a knife on the other. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's what I was picturing. <laughs> I think that's a thing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess a little bit of a difference um, just in, the, yeah, that and not in creating points for every single application we come up with. But, mm-hmm. yeah, as we, as we take a couple of steps back and start looking at technology as a category, like different categories of technology, mm-hmm. then, yeah, I can, I can see the point there. Yeah. And, and it's, it's true. Like phones are more about like enhancing human properties and AI is more about, um, you know, almost being sufficient of itself to have an impact on the world. Like it's not truly that way, but, um, I mean, Google is obviously using it for news curation and helping you understand the news cycle with its Google news app and, and as well as like bringing up search results. So it, so it's like curating information for us, which, so it's important to have this sort of stuff, um, which is different from, you know, the Spork application, but yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's a good thing to bring up. Another thing this made me think of is this level of, uh, I don't know, coming up with, with guidelines for like, okay, we have this thing. It is powerful. It can be used for good or harm. Uh, you know, Google being a corporate entity is pretty beholden to their to their investors. And, you know, honestly, a blog post on Google doesn't decide what they're going to do. <laughs> the investors do, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, to some degree, anyway. The uh, There's no Lex Rex of, uh, of Google, uh, if you're familiar with Samuel Rutherford's works. But uh, as an individual developer or an individual person in tech, you could conceivably come up with your own code of, well, I'm not going to do these things. Like the, the, this is God's law. This is what God expects from, from me. And, you know, he saved me and, and I owe him my obedience. So I'm going to make sure that even if my boss tells me to make an app that does thus and such, or use AI in a way that does uh, harm or dishonors God, I'm not going to do these things and come up, you know, tease that out and come up with some guidelines for yourself. Yeah. Um, 
that's something that we're that we're trying to encourage over at Helvetic uh, on episode forty three. We we talked a little bit about this, but just the idea of of deciding where your boundaries are, because mm-hmm. hopefully if there's enough people out there doing that, and a company decides, oh, we're going to do this, and it turns out that two out of five developers for the project are Christians and they just quit. It's like, oh, well, that's that project might not happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an excellent point. And that's a really good episode. And we'll link that in the show notes as well. Um, but yeah, the learning, learning that you can, you know, use your conscience to like choose what you want to do is that that can be powerful within a company. It's the uh, law of the lesser magistrates for Google. Again, Rutherford. (laughs) (laughs) If only I knew what you were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm treating you like you treat Ben. Yep, that's about... They're Homestar Runner references. Hey, you know, I deserve it. (laughs) 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 Well, if you would like to uh, put in your two cents about this conversation, we have a Slack work channel thingy team... Uh, over at slack.techreformation.com. That, that's what we use as our community that you can talk about the episode or basically any other topic relating to theology or tech or pop culture, whatever. Um, it's a great bunch of people we have over there. We'd love to have your voice in the mix. So join up at slack.techreformation.com. You can also go to our website, techreformation.com, and, and check out our past topics and episodes. And David, why don't you pimp your shows real quick? I that would make me feel very dirty, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever whatever verb you would like to choose instead. Um, I'm you know I'm not specific. Uh, so if I said anything here that was amusing to you uh, and not helpful, then you might appreciate <laughs> another amusing but not helpful podcast called The Lightest Form of Flogging, where a stodgy Presbyterian, uh, yours truly, and a casserole loving Baptist uh, get together and discuss how they got to be the way they are. Uh, it's not a theology podcast. It's a lot worse. Uh, and, and I also host uh, another podcast that we're, we're still trying to figure out uh, the way forward for it, but it's called Helvetic. And it's a little bit like Tech Reformation, but uh, instead of being focused around design, it's focused around uh, being a Christian creative uh, and trying to tackle kind of uh, the ethical issues and, and other sorts of things associated with that. Creating that creations creatively for the creator? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to quick actually uh, talk about one of my new podcasts because I've forgotten to the last three weeks and I've had permission to, but I haven't uh, haven't remembered. <laughs> uh, I just started a new podcast with my wife called Set to Learn over at settolearn.com. You can look it up or whatever podcast player you use. You can look for it in that. Um it's basically a podcast about life and learning and uh, following along on two young Christian parents um, who are learning and teaching their kids. Um, so we'd love to have you join over there at settolearn.com. And monkey see, monkey do. I'm subscribing right now. So Woo! all you listener monkeys, you can follow along. <laughs> Subscriber plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. And I ain't looking back No, no I ain't looking back No, no Thanks for listening to Tech Reformation this week. We will... Uh, wow, the rhythm just got way... Okay. We love you, and we'll miss you. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget you. <laughs>
Exactly, skull. You hang up first. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you hang up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>